Live at 5, Sports of Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. And, well, Jim Delvin Cook has a job. He signed with the New York Jets uh, yesterday, and it's kind of similar to the deal the Vikings had uh, reportedly offered him, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's NFL players consider an insult to sign before what they perceive their market value is with the team that they've been with. They feel like, I mean, Dalvin Cook's attitude is, hey, you know what I can do. I won a bunch of games for you while I was here. I won a bunch of games for you last year. Now you have an opportunity to sign me up long-term for a lot of money, and you're offering me this. Uh, They'd consider an insult. And the reality is that you see it all the time. Players are willing to sign for less or the same elsewhere than they are with the franchise I think is insulting. Because, you know, once they leave and the ties are cut – then they're just looking for the best deal in the market, yeah. and you know, and he got the and the best deal he got on the market was exactly what you know Jeff Diamond's been predicting all summer on our podcast, which is about one year, about eight million. Yeah, yeah, the Vikings are right in line with that, but uh, the player they they tend to believe that the there's a little more out there for them than that than there actually turns out to be, don't they? Yep, and they're uh, they're applying the greater fool theory, which is it only takes one team to overreach, to overextend, to get really excited. Uh, the problem is, in the modern NFL, there aren't many fools when it comes to running backs. Uh, they just don't want to spend a lot of money on running backs. They don't want to have money committed long-term to running backs. When did you see that start to change? Because I remember a $100 million contract to Adrian Peterson not that long ago. Yeah, I would say that the Vikings were on the back end of this adjustment because the Mike Zimmer was their coach, and... Uh, Adrian Peterson was their best player, and Adrian Peterson did exactly with what Mike Zimmer wanted, which was the ability to run the ball, control the clock, play field position, not put much on his quarterback's shoulders, and win the game with defense and a running game. So if the Vikings hadn't had Adrian Peterson, I'm not sure how long Mike Zimmer would have lasted as their coach, and I'm not sure how, how much money they would have spent that position or how much they would have invested in that position at, in terms of uh, – free agent signings or draft picks. Mm-hmm. But Adrian Peterson was the perfect Mike Zimmer offensive player. Uh, and obviously he got, he got, I mean, he was obviously the perfect player for Leslie Frazier, too. Leslie Frazier went to the playoffs with Adrian Peterson rushing for 2,000 yards and Christian Ponder throwing a bunch of two-yard passes. Um, <laughs> so the Vikings were behind the curb because they had a great running back. You know, yeah. and it's that simple. And I'll also say that um, not that Barry Sanders, I mean, the Lions have had a horrible history. The best they've been in the last 50 years was when Barry Sanders took them to an NFC championship game, almost by himself. Yep. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys built a dynasty around Emmett Smith probably more than any other individual player. So it isn't, you know, historically speaking, it isn't that long ago uh. that, uh, and, and, and hey, Walter Payton might have been the best player in the Bears team that won the, the Super Bowl in 85. Uh, so there was a period from the 80s through the mid-90s where running backs were very important. Um, I think analytics, taking a really hard look at what really happens to a running back past a certain age and past a certain number of carries, uh, the, and listen, they're all playing the odds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be a Frank Gore every once in a while who plays forever and is really good, but most running backs do decline at a certain point, and in a salary cap league, how much do you want to spend on somebody unless he's that you know unicorn kind of back who can actually carry your team to a championship? When, but again, how often in the last 20 years have we seen a running back carry his team to a championship? Almost never. 
Yeah, we just don't see it. And for sure at this point, even though the Vikings took a little bit of a gamble on some character issues in college with Delvin Cook, they certainly don't want to gamble on character issues uh, now in the NFL on a running back in particular. Right. I wrote about Kareem Hunt this yep. today, and uh, it, to me, Kareem Hunt's such an easy case because he's not that good a player anymore. Yeah. Uh, he's just a, an average backup running back, and if you sign him, you're telling your fan base and your female, your women employees and your wives and girlfriends of players that you don't care about women. Um, and I'm not, and I don't think they should sign anybody who's uh, who's guilty of beating up women. Hmm. But it, to me, it, you know, I mean, I don't even know why they would even think about it in this case. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, it doesn't look good for him when you look at all the things that have been made public, uh, the way he's responded to his girlfriend who's accused him of, of, of battery. Yeah. Um, it isn't quite as clear. And let's be, let's be honest, um, players who get caught on tape or film, whatever you want to call it, are much easier to discipline than those who are embroiled in some kind of a legal dispute where things get hidden or don't come out in a timely manner. Yeah, that's Hunt on video, Cook uh, not on video. Yep. So it could have been a similar deal. We just don't know for sure. Yeah, and the way Dal, you know, what we've learned, it sure, certainly sounds like Dalvin did something that he was very sorry for. Mm-hmm. He's denying the actual accusations, but he, you know, we've seen text messages. We've seen, you know, we've we've heard. I don't know if the word is testimony. We've heard uh, evidence that he basically apologized for what he did. Was apologetic for what he did. It doesn't look good, but it hasn't really played out in court yet. Hmm. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers was involved in the Delvin Cook signing with the Jets? Because I thought he was you know, ready to go to Miami, and uh, they don't have as deep a stable of young backs as the Jets do. No, and, and one thing we don't know is, you know, it's a very romantic idea in sports that you want to play where you grew up. Mm-hmm. Not every player wants to play where they grew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Delvin might have been using Miami for leverage all along. Uh. Um, you know, I mean, you know, Joe Maurer, I think, loved a lot of things about playing here, but he also dealt with like 200 ticker requests every day yeah. and everything. And he could do something for him. He could sign, you know, he's a, and he really couldn't go out in public. Um, it's not always a great thing. Uh, I think, if, I think if Dalvin really wanted to do a deal with Miami and take a little bit less money, he could have gotten it done. I think he was playing for absolutely the highest bidder, whoever it happened to be. I think he likes the fact it's New York and a chance to win and a chance to play there in Rodgers, but I really think he just took the highest offer. Yeah. Uh, Royce Lewis indeed activated today, probably in the lineup tonight for the Twins. It'll be nice to see him in there. Uh, will we see him every night? I don't think you'll see anybody every night, uh, the way things are going right now. And now they put Willie Castro on the injured list, and so and Kirilov's not off the injured list right now. So, you know, you got Polanco, who can play second or third. You got Lewis, who I think they want to keep at third. You have Julianne, who actually has done a little bit better in the field lately. He's one of their best hitters. He should be in the lineup almost every day, but probably will play against tough lefties. You have Correa dealing with a foot issue, uh, and you have the DH slot open. So I would like, personally, I would like to see, I think he'll play Royce Lewis almost every day and give him his rests against really tough right handers that he doesn't think he matches up well against. I think Julianne will rest against certain lefties. Uh, but we'll either second, and he, I think he and Polanco will be your second base and DH types. Question is, what do you do at first base? Do you allow Julian or or Polanco to play first base out of position just to get their batting lineup, or do you do continue to play people who are a little more comfortable with that 
uh, in Gallo and maybe in Vasquez, although I don't really want to see Vasquez in the lineup very much these days. No, he just hasn't been hitting, you know, three years and 30 million uh, for him. Uh, what's happened? His bat has just kind of fallen off the cliff. I know he was in the funny thing. He was terrible the second half. I mean, he won a championship, which kind of hid the fact that he was not a good offensive player with Houston last year. Yeah. Uh, he's hitting his OPS is five eighty one, which is pathetic. His slugging is two ninety seven, which is you know pathetic. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just terrible. Um, so you know, he, I, I just think it's simple. Jeffers right now, in terms of WAR, uh, Jeffers is their most valuable player. Wow, he is their highest. Uh, OPS. I mean, he has their highest uh, WAR. He's one of their highest OPSs. Um, he has their highest OPS of anybody who's played a lot this year. I just think you play Jeffers as often as possible, and Vasquez is, is his, his backup. They had Jeffers on the roster. Did they just misjudge uh, that he might take a big leap forward this year? Uh, I mean, the, the reality is, no matter how much you invest in analytics and computers and insights and talk to people, you just never know. Uh, Jeffers was a good offensive player in the minor leagues. He's a strong guy. Uh, he looks like he should be able to hit a ball all ball a long way, and he just hadn't performed. And you know, what we don't know in terms of psychology is maybe he got on his horse because they signed Vasquez to a three-year deal. And yeah. he, you know, sometimes young players yeah. and who are considered good prospects in the modern sports world where everybody's patting you on the back and, and speaking in kind terms to you, sometimes young players don't realize there's only a small window to establish yourself, and you're not their favorite guy, and they're going to get rid of you if you don't perform. And the three-year deal for Vasquez might have prompted Jeffers to say, good Lord, I better start thumping the ball. I won't even be on the field. Sure. Uh, Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.